Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. Today, one of our listeners writes in and they have a great question. Does God still speak to us today? Well, that is a that is a very pressing question that, that many people are asking today. Uh, the answer to it is here. God has spoken, but he's spoken through his 66 books that constitute the Old and the New Testaments. And he speaks to his people today every time his people read or hear it, uh, read or preached. Uh, did God speak in the old times? Well, yes, he did. Uh, does God speak today? Yes. But he speaks uh, by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. The Westminster Larger Catechism, and in question and answer 155, it says this, The Spirit of God maketh the reading, but especially the preaching of the Word of God, an effectual means. In Ephesians 6, 18, it says, The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The Holy Spirit takes the written Word, and it opens our heart's understanding of the truths contained in the revealed word of God. Psalm 19 rejoices in this when it says, the law is a law of the Lord. The testimony is a testimony of the Lord. The precepts are the precepts of the Lord. The commandment is the commandment of the Lord. And the rules are the rules of the Lord. You see, the Holy Spirit is at work in Christians to help them recognize their sin, to convict them of their sin, and to produce humility in their lives. In Psalm 19, David meditates upon the word with the Lord. And so we too, we need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes as Christians to our sin as we hear and read and we study the, the scriptures, the word of God. You see, the Holy Spirit is at work to, to drive the word deep into our lives and to draw us to Christ. The word of God has a reviving effect because it, it brings the dead to new life in Christ alone. The Word also ministers to Christians in times of deep struggle with indwelling sin. The Word of God matures Christians to be wise in Christ by, by becoming acquainted with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit uses the Word to affect Christians' growth in the grace of God. And so when you read the Word of God or you hear it preached, the Holy Spirit is at work to sanctify, to grow the people of God in the grace of God. The Holy Spirit's sanctifying work is described in the following ways in Scripture. The Holy Spirit desires to, to grow people in the image of Jesus. The Holy Spirit uses the Word to strengthen Christians against temptation. The Holy Spirit uses the Word to, to help Christians grow in grace. The Lord Jesus helps Christians discern right from wrong through the use of the Word in our conscience. The Lord renews the mind of His people through Scripture to think His thoughts. The Lord uses situations in our lives to, to direct, to change, and to help us grow in grace. Christians need to read the Bible daily and to hear it preached weekly. As they do, the Holy Spirit speaks to them via the Word of God. During the Protestant Reformation, people were looking for a word from the Lord, just as they are searching for one today. The Reformers were men like Martin Luther, John Calvin, who, who proclaimed there is only one place to hear God speak audibly, and that is in the Scriptures. These are men that, that affirm what is known as sola scriptura, which, which means the Scriptures are the inspired, inerrant, sufficient, clear, and authoritative Word of God. 
Moses spoke of the coming prophet in Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18. And Hebrews 1, 1 through 4 declares that the prophet spoken of by Moses is the Lord Jesus. The prophets were great men of God, but only Jesus is fully God and fully man. The prophets were sinners and God used them to communicate his word despite frustration and reluctance. Jesus is fully God and fully man. That means that he is without sin and he had never experienced frustration or reluctance. Hebrews 1, 1 through 4 illustrates the public ministry of the Lord Jesus by showing us that he is superior to the Old Testament prophets because he is preeminent in his person and in his work. Hebrews 1, 1 through 4 is not only making the superior claim of Jesus, but it highlights how he is our prophet, our priest, and our king of the new covenant. The death and resurrection and ascension of the Lord Jesus, they all find their culmination in all the elements and all the practices and all the offices that point to him. Jesus' death brought an end to animal sacrifice and the need for human high priests since he is now the high priest and the ultimate sacrifice for his people. Jesus has brought to an end the need for prophets as he is the ultimate prophet and the bringer of and the culmination of divine revelation. So whenever we think of Jesus as the ultimate final truth, we may remember the confrontation at his trial before Pontius Pilate. The Roman governor demanded to know if Jesus thought himself a king, and Jesus replied that his kingdom was not of this world. And so when Pilate responded doubtfully, Jesus related his kingship to God's truth in the world. You see, Christ reigns through God's word because in Christ, God has fully and ultimately revealed himself. So looking into the very face of God's son, through whom God has revealed the ultimate truth, Pilate replied in John 18, 38, what is truth? Pilate's response shows the postmodernity's denial of truth is nothing new, but it also dramatizes the tragedy of our unbelieving world. There before Pilate stood the very truth of God, Jesus himself, and Pilate denied the possibility of truth. Pilate thought he was judging Jesus, but with Jesus before him, it was the governor who was on trial. The same is true today. When you, when you read or you hear God's message through his son, Jesus Christ, you stand before the truth. So if you reject him, God's final word, you, you consign yourself to darkness, the darkness of spiritual blindness now and the eternal darkness in hell that will come in God's final judgment. But if you look to Jesus Christ, where the very truth of God resides, then God's redemptive work will operate within you. At many times and in many ways, God began preparing the world through the prophets for the coming of his son, Jesus. Why? So that in the last days, these days of God's redemptive fulfillment in Jesus Christ, we might enter into the fullness of God's salvation. And when we receive Jesus as the truth, then he becomes the way for us to enter into life everlasting. For Jesus is God's final word. Even if all else in the world is lost, Christians must hold fast to him in faith. You see, the word of God is a priceless jewel that contains the treasure of God's promises. And the promises of God testify from the, from the first word to the last word and everywhere in between of the Redeemer to come who has come and who is to return in Christ alone. Today, if you want to hear God speak audibly, open the word and read it out loud, for it contains the promises of God that find their completion in Christ alone. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. 
If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.